listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. Everybody. Everyone. Raise your glasses to Charlie. What did I do? You didn't do anything. We just want to toast our new friend. You see things, and you understand. You're a wallflower. Take podcast episode 26 and folks you the listening audience i regret to inform you um it's with a heavy heart that i inform you that uh we are in fact back on our bullshit um <laughs> meaning this is actually supposed to be episode 27 because dex didn't record you know what it wasn't my fault that the call got messed up, so yeah. I'm not taking the blame on this one. It may this have one. been our new co-host's uh, fault. Caitlin, Caitlin, welcome back. How is this my fault in any way? I Bring her down. I quit yet again. I I feel harassed, and yeah, I don't know, man. I, this, is not, That's this, our... is, this is not a great start. Perfect. Yeah, this is our less than ceremonious way of telling you uh, after two electric podcasts, Caitlin oh. will be joining us uh, permanently as long as yeah. she wants to and just doesn't feel like quitting because we're weird. Or, um, or until I get canceled, you know, I'm oh. like waiting for that to happen. <laughs> I, get I us canceled. No, just like me personally. And then you're oh. like, girl, you got to go. <laughs> we got to. We have to distance ourselves from you. Yeah, exactly. Like, y'all will all be fine. It'll be me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But yeah. Caitlin will now be a permanent fixture on the uh, podcast. So everyone, welcome her with open arms. I think you already have because <laughs> they've been our two most downloaded episodes. Suckers. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, uh, Single-handedly Caitlin, doubling our listeners. Exactly. Um, Dex did an adult thing today. I sure did, Royden. Man, how, <laughs> man, how did that? What? How did that go, though? You moved into an apartment. Yeah, mostly. I don't have Most- a bed in there, so uh, I'm still in so my parents' kinda. house right now, recording this podcast. There's no internet over there either yet, but you know, most of my shit is there now. So I have an apartment. I'm an adult. I did it. Thank you. Round of applause for Dex. Round of applause. Golf clap. Golf clap for, for Dex. Hey, um, you may have internet before you have furniture. Honestly, yeah. That, that seems like it's how it's going to go. Be sitting playing Apex in a lawn chair in your apartment. I have bar stools. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's not oh. good for your back, though. <laughs> You're right. He's young. He can handle it. Speaking... 
like the correct aesthetic for Dex anyway, that he has internet access before he actually has like real furniture. Like, I hope, I hope this remains for a little bit. I feel like that you're going to thrive and really grow in this environment. It'll remain until Saturday when my furniture gets delivered. That's a long ass time to not have a bed. I have a bed. It's just not in my apartment. It's at my bed. <laughs> 15 funny. beanbag chairs all put together. Yeah, I'm going to be Doc Antle up in this bitch. Just nothing oh, but, dude, get that couch thing. Nothing Whoa. but coziness everywhere. Maybe we can get sponsored by like Love Sack or something. Like that. Dude, could we? Yeah, dude. Like what if? Love Sack oh, yeah. doesn't sound... <laughs> Great. Dude, look at Love Sack. Those things are cool. I Hold don't on. care about their names. Hold on. Looking at Love Sack. It doesn't I, sound like a real product, but it is, and they're great. And Pornhub. Okay. <laughs> love your sack with Love Sack. Like. <laughs> love, love Sack without the K. So if you, you're looking for it, it's all one word. So if you put Love Sack, S-A-C-K, like I just did, um, don't, click on, don't click on images. Uh, or do broaden your horizons find out something about yourself today yeah <laughs> jesus christ this is like a this is like a bird's nest this is nuts <laughs> <laughs> and now welcome to call her daddy the podcast yeah. we're actually gonna fill the void there so there... holy shit i want one of these things now holy shit see yeah, right our... they're nice let us Sponsor us. We are selling your products already. It's either that or like Brooklinen. Brooklinen should also, or like Casper mattresses. Like Dex we said doesn't that, have a mattress. Casper came to help. Yeah, exactly. Done. Love Sack um, sponsor the pod, and I promise we won't make fun of your name anymore. Uh, or, or we will, and it'll be a yeah. meme, and you'll become like even yeah. more relevant. Thank we don't keep shame unless you want us to. W- wink. Speaking of uh, speaking of king movies that, that have yeah that have no kink shaming, None at all. Perks of Being a Wallflower is the movie that we're doing. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Seamless, like Casper mattress. Oh my god! <laughs> Jordan fades back, and that's the game. Uh, <laughs> So the perks of being a wallflower, it'll be in the title. So if you're listening to this, you already know. But perks of being a wallflower, I wanted to do this movie because it is a guilty pleasure. I I wouldn't even say guilty pleasure because it's a good movie. But um, I'm going to have to, I'm just going to be that meme of like the three-headed dragon. And I'm the knight defending y'all from torching this movie. Um, I am not prepared for that. Cause I love this film, but I'm going to try to look at it through rose colored glasses. I mentioned that I wanted to do this movie. Y'all agreed to it. Uh, and then we all got depressed. So that's how <laughs> but it was better than your last pick. The lighthouse. That movie stunk. Hey Ooh. man, if y'all want to, if y'all want to watch your movie, pick the movie. Oh, speaking of movies that we have to watch. Sorry. Um, we just completely transitioned over this. Something broke on Twitter. Uh, We'll get to the perks of being a wallflower here in a second. Uh, Dex, you played yourself. I damn it, I did. <laughs> I you really played did. yourself. Tell tell the audience how you played yourself, please. Uh, so we were at like six, seven hundred downloads. Dude, we were getting. No. We were I like, think we have 
400 at that point. No way. I thought we were like at 800. <laughs> no, nah, we were. We were we were low. It was we were, early. We were chugging chugging along real slow, getting like you know. Oh, I tweeted about it. I'll just go look for the tweet. About thirty downloads. We were getting like thirty downloads a week at like four hundred or so downloads, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Whenever we hit a thousand downloads, I'll watch some movie that people had been recommending that I watch for this podcast. Midsommar, and mm. I love supporting Florence Pugh. I don't love horror movies. I don't watch them at all ever because I don't like feeling bad on purpose. Like that's not how I get mine. Like I like to, you know, how you feel get good yours things. back to kink shaming, how you get yours. <laughs> yeah. I get mine by watching, you know, musicals where people are happy and singing and things. Um, but you know, Beautiful. Midsommar, I told people I'd watch it. Florence Pugh was in it. I hear it's fucked up, but you know, for a thousand downloads, pretty, you know, high number for us. I'll do it. And then Caitlin shows up, and we suddenly hit a thousand downloads two we weeks later. Skyrocket past a thousand downloads, <laughs> like just all of a sudden it's just like thousand one hundred. You're like, oh, yeah, uh, we uh, we are definitely thousand airs at this point, and I have to watch Midsummer. So. Thousand airs. Well, Next yeah. time you go ahead, Caitlin. I was just gonna say, well, if it helps, I vomited the first time I watched it and had a Ooh. panic attack. So like, it doesn't help be, at all. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> you know, like I, I had to like deep breathe and make fried rice after, and like, you know what? I'm still standing. Is that your coping mechanism? Yeah. Fried rice. Yeah. So I made, I made okay. like four egg fried rice because like, sounds delicious. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I make it with like um, where it's just like hard um was it like not sunny side up but like a hard yolk and i don't scramble it until after the yolk. it's so good it's that's awful. a good call she's about I'm to put the recipe yeah she's gonna put the recipe on twitter and instagram yeah. later link, um, link in the description for uh, link in the <laughs> link in the description for four egg fried rice um <laughs> You know what? I'm kind of mad at you too, Dex, because I have refused to watch this movie as well. I'm not as bad about horror movies as you are, but I'm not a fan. Uh, and I'm very mad that you just were like, thousand, why not a thousand? So Dude, well. next time you make, yeah, next time you make this, just like, shoot for the moon, please. <laughs> a million. The next challenge is for a million. What is the next one for a million? What are you going to no, I've, already, I've already said no to hereditary for reasons. <laughs> for that means reasons. it's hereditary. <laughs> Serbian I... film. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Never. Wait. But like... Once we make once we make a billion dollars on the podcast, let's, then I'll watch. Let's watch Cannibal, let's watch Cannibal Holocaust at a million. Uh... I, I like Cannibal Holocaust. That's a good movie. What was... There was another cannibal movie that just, or not just came out, but came out a little while ago. Was it the Green Zone? Or no? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I feel like Green was in the title. Green. The Green, green the Green something. Book. No, the Green <laughs> Book. It's about cannibals. Green Book. Uh, Our favorite uh, commentary actually, on cannibalism. It was a. Actually, uh, it was a, a what do you call it film? It was the guy that played uh, the Bear Jew. What. Oh, was it? Um, God, we just talked about him too. Uh, Eli Roth. Yeah, Eli Roth. A... Good on you, Dex. It might have been an Eli Roth film. I mean, that's right up his alley. He did. 
Okay, hold on one second. Killing Sorry. time on podcast. What? He did the Green Inferno. Green Inferno. Green Inferno. Yeah, so that was one that came out in 2013. There we go. A million listens will do the Green Inferno. Sick. I'm excited. I, I'd rather not. Okay. I mean, we gotta get... We that, have to do something. Get the people away. going. We have to do something like pretty freaking horrible. There you go. Do we? Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. that, those are the rules. I mean, okay, no, are... I don't I don't know how much engagement this, this is gonna get us, guys. We we do the human centipede. Uh, uh, yeah. I quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um our boy Tej is gonna be coming on for, for midsummer. That's gonna be next week. Uh we'll be recording that as well. So just a just a deep tease for that. Uh at less humble Tej on Twitter is going to be uh R.I.P. to Humble Tej on Twitter is going to be coming on the on the podcast for midsummer, I assume. <laughs> he says no. <laughs> <laughs> just like whatever. <laughs> like no. Um, so many people jumped at the bit to be a part of that episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should do like a forty-person Zoom call <laughs> for Midsummer. Just everyone talking over each other. But you, but you know what's gonna be really sad is if we do that and then every single one of them ghosts us, and it's just us forced <laughs> to <laughs> invite forty people. Every single person fails. Sounds like a party I threw in high school. And speaking of high school, perks of being a wallflower, folks. Um, <laughs> I know it was a transition, but did you throw a party that nobody came to? No. I, oh, okay. well, I mean, maybe, but we don't have to talk about it. Um, the Perks of Being a Wallflower 2012 has an 8.0 on IMDb. It is rated PG-13. Uh, it's an hour and 43 minutes long. That's about three movies in a row that we've watched that all kind of had the same sort of time length. Uh, an introvert freshman is taken under the wings of two seniors who welcome him to the real world. It is directed and written by Stephen uh, Chobsky. Chobsky. Had this. Chobsky. Um, Chibata. Chibata. Yeah, Chibata. Chibata. Brought Chibata. to you by Panera. Chibubi. Oh, Chibubi. Uh, <laughs> the girl who is hard to get. Oh, good Lord. Um, I want to die. It is based... <laughs> it is based on a book... <laughs> It is based on the book by uh by him as well by that guy uh Stephen Chibata Bread and it stars uh, Stephen Kilbasa Sausage. It is based. Uh, it oh, is, this is uh, not good. No, it stars Logan. <laughs> off to a hot start. It stars Logan Learman, uh, Emma Watson, and Ezra Miller. It also has roles from uh, the great Paul Rudd. Uh, let's see, Dylan McDermott and Kate Walsh are also in here. Joan Cusack makes a, just a wasted appearance um, for her. Nina Dobrev, I think is how you pronounce it. Dobrev, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Plays Candace and Johnny Simmons plays Brad. Fuck Brad. And um, that's going to be the overwhelming, that's going to be the through line of this podcast. Fuck Brad. Fuck Johnny Simmons, but wink, wink. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. He's okay. cute. Okay. Sure. Cut. Okay. That was um, fun. <laughs> while Not, we're yeah. while we're here, I got a sliding doors for this movie, but I I don't know if I should save it for later after we talk about it or just uh, go ahead. Now. 
Go ahead. So originally, John Hughes was supposed to direct this. Oh. Really? That, yeah. This book came out that long ago? Yeah. Like, in, yeah. it came out in the 99. late 90s. Yeah. When did he pass? Uh, like uh, in the 2000s. Because I remember when John Hughes died, because everyone was like pretty in pink. Oh, nine. Yeah. He died uh, in 09? Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Anyway, continue. It, he wanted. He wanted it to focus more on the dark portions of it and have it star Shia LaBeouf as <laughs> Charlie. Well, that would have that would have that would have made sense. done as Sam. Okay, actually, better casting though because I don't like Emma Watson in this role and Kirsten Dunst and Sofia Coppola's Virgin Suicides, perfect manic, manic pixie dream girl. So probably Not better. Wrong. Uh, and then Patrick Fugit. From the almost famous fame as Patrick. Patrick Fugit. Hmm. He was the main kid in Almost Famous. Oh, and that I, don't guy. Really, I don't really know if he's done a lot. Unfortunately. He was a brisk cutter. Huh. He was in We Bought a Zoo. Oh, he, <laughs> wait, he was in Saved with uh, Mandy Moore and like that group. He plays yes. a lot of his own name, Patrick's. Um, <laughs> so there you go. There's, there's the sliding doors of this film. It was going to be a, a John Hughes dark comedy. I might have liked that more. Yeah. <laughs> Still included the Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would it a bit like because there is a certain. I was going to say je ne sais quoi of. Uh, but that's pretentious. But I just said it anyway. Whatever. Uh, and we're talking there, about John Hughes. I think he can be pretentious. Yeah. 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 There's a certain like air around John Hughes movies where it's way more hopeful, especially his 80s movies. And it's more light, even though there are kind of dealing with, especially in The Breakfast Club, like dealing with like deeper subjects. Mm-hmm. Sure. With this, it's heavy. But they also do gloss over everything it's a it's a completely different movie would it be it would have been better maybe would uh he have given paul rudd more to do probably um i mean yeah i don't i don't know how that would have worked the only reason this didn't end up getting made was because hughes passed so this arguably i guess is they were putting this together in late 2008 09 Mm -hmm. so would paul rudd have even shown up well i mean yeah i don't know this makes so much sense though, because this movie so desperately wants to be a John Hughes film. Like, does it? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It oh, totally yeah. does. It wants to reach like iconic, like teen movie royalty standard. It wants to be like in that genre of like films like Breakfast Club and stuff like that, where it's like misfits find each other. But it's so yeah. much heavier than that. The uh, Breakfast Club is heavy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> For the time uh, especially, like people weren't I think like I read a I read a meme that was like for the time like like now we look back and it's like, oh the jock was so mad because like blah blah blah. But it's like that had never been like really discussed before then. That it's like the nerd could have like a ton of like pressure and like Bender could be like really fucking abused. Like mm-hmm. so mm. No, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> Eat my shorts. 
That movie also has its fair amount of problematic shit. Oh, yeah. um, the movie like, stinks. What? Whoa! What? Didn't know we were going to get to, this take. To quote you yet again, Dex, how does it oh. feel to be wrong? Because you're absolutely wrong. That's not even an opinion. To quote myself again, I'll say I wouldn't know. I'm not wrong. The movie Please stinks. Ex- Wait, hold on. Please explain. I, I, I want to know. I hate you. It's boring. <laughs> Nothing fair, happens. To be fair, Dex's brand is to hate very popular things. But this this was like formative. This and Ferris Bueller's Day Off were like formative for me. I I can't help you there. I'm sorry. <laughs> My whole identity is that I wanted to be Ferris Bueller and be on like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, Man. Ferris Bueller is better than The Breakfast Club. I could see that argument. I love how you've been laying in the weeds <laughs> this entire time just to go, that movie fucking stinks. Rope-a-dope. <laughs> um, just, just waiting it out. You um, might be the only person with that opinion. I, I promise you that I am not. <laughs> that movie is not popular my, amongst us. My... <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that movie is not popular? Oh it's not popular God. amongst us. Who is this group? I'll give you Jake. one guess, Jake. Jake, Jake, uh, use your brain, man. Fair. I... <laughs> to quote a line from a movie we discussed last week, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, turn your fucking brain on. <laughs> Maybe. Gentle <laughs> I'm just like, wow, I don't understand at all because like my whole like I feel like the reason I date so badly is because I spent my entire like being 12 years old being in love with like fucking Bender like and, and, and that, that explains a lot yeah really no because no, my dad told me that was the right guy to root for instead of like fucking um Emilio Estevez he was like no 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 you have to re- like root for Bender, and then in Saint Almost Fire, mm. I continued to root for Bender even when he cheats on Ali Sheedy. So, <laughs> and you continued to root for uh, Judd after yeah. you found out that he was kind of an asshole. Oh, like probably. I didn't. I don't know yeah. anything yeah. about his personal life, and I'll probably continue to choose to be ignorant. There was a big expose about that Brat Pack that came out in uh, Vanity Fair or something back in the 80s. And a yeah. follow, uh, reporter followed them around for, um, what's his name, Judd? Uh, Nelson? Judd uh, Nelson. It, yeah. Okay, I was like, that was my instinct. And I was like, I'm wrong. Probably. Yeah. It, I mean, it, in my head, it, I said Apatow, but I was like, no, that's followed, like, <laughs> Judd Apatow. Yeah. It followed yeah, Judd Apatow. Ooh, great <laughs> It followed Estevez and uh, Charlie Sheen and all those guys around. Mm-hmm. I uh, basically the cast of Saint Elmo's Fire, and what they came away with saying is basically that Judd Nelson's a big asshole. Well, but it's like his one of his best friends is fucking Charlie Sheen. Like, were mm. were we that surprised? Charlie Sheen dated a porn star and then blamed her for giving him HIV, even though she gets tested every other week and ruined her fucking career. Like, he's a trash person. Yeah, well, I mean, we know. <laughs> you know to, this is not know. news. Well, anyway, at least Judd Nelson didn't do that. And also, Charlie Sheen is still kind of hot. And it's... What, what the fuck? Oh. 
I'm burning this episode down. This can never see public. <laughs> this is even this is even different than the the the, the lost tapes. <laughs> the lost yeah. tapes. I don't think like I think he's like hot, but he's an evil person. You can have that opinion. Even even now, or are we talking about like? I'm talking about like maybe about ten years ago, fifteen. Oh, I, think I was he, about to say you're talking about like no, today. No, he's like kind like, of he, fucked up now. But like right when like Two and a Half Men started, I think he was still pretty wow. cute. I think so. I would have done it, sadly. <laughs> You're welcome. You're wow. Welcome. You're welcome. I'm no longer mad at Dex. I've completely forgotten all about that. Right. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm saying anything that controversial. I don't. I Charlie like... Sheen does it for you. Not like now, but like. Well, no, nah, don't like, backtrack. Don't backtrack. Watch, you, okay, so him you and, were all about it 20 and, seconds ago. Him and Ferris Bueller, I would do it. Yeah, for I sure. That's, I mean, it was like 20-something-something something or other. And then him at the beginning of Two and a Half Men in 2003, I would also have done it. That is a wide gap. I, Folks, these are the perks of being a wallflower. In, in, <laughs> Okay. okay, getting back Welcome to the 24th minute of this podcast. Getting back to your regular, regular uh, <laughs> scheduled program. Good lord, I can't speak. I'm my, uh, my brain is rattled by that take. Um, by two takes in a row. Um, so this movie has uh, an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89 percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So people like this movie. Um, we played this game last night, so y'all all know. But it made it on a 13 million dollar budget. It only made 33 million. So it may have been because this movie is popular. Mm. I feel like mm -hmm. it may have been a cult. And I don't want to, I don't even want to say cult following because I remember watching this via, uh, this is an old timey reference, Redbox mm. um, for one whole doll hair. And then, yeah, that's when I watched it. So it must have had a big random home release after this I, what do we think about this movie i will get into it but what do we think about this movie um jake and caitlin read the book so they'll go for they'll go first jake we'll let you start because i had caitlin start last night um but that doesn't matter because those are lost to the world uh hell yeah i could be the smart one this time yeah <laughs> you read the you read the book don't steal the takes and <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> so these are all original tastes, not Caitlin's. Um, I don't believe no. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, my only take is that in my head, and this is a, a, a terrible comparison because they deal with very separate things, but the kind of the, the sentiment is there. This is a book that was kind of my generations and really kind of y'all just right. Anybody that was born after you know the 90s um this was kind of our catcher in the rye in the sense that this was the book that was like this is this defines your your teen years this is what it's going to be like before you become an adult and like there's a bit of that idea of like this is where you find yourself and if you remain this person you're cool you can always be that but when you become the adult you're lame and whatever um so reading this book I mean, like, I, I immediately, like, re um, resonated with it. And I didn't see the movie when it came out, so I am part of the reason it did not gross that much. Um, 
I honestly don't know why I was in college at the time. Um, I guess it just didn't appeal to me. But uh, I I like this movie. I really do. I, I would honestly give it an A just for the sentimental reasons because it really is good at hitting home um, all those angsty feelings that I had as a teenager where everything was everything that's happening to me is the most important thing ever and nothing else matters. Whereas now the only things I'm worried about is bills and am I getting enough sleep? Um, the answer to but, that is no. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but no, like I, I love this movie. Like I, I love to be shown like one, I was an idiot as is every teenager and two, to like kind of bask in that nostalgia of those feelings of like the simplicity of it all. Absolutely. Caitlin, how do you feel deep Um, down? (laughs) Like, I feel like kind of the exact same way. Um, I had said, I'll just like repeat this story, but like my brother had given me Perks of Being a Wallflower when I was like 13 or 14, sometime when I was starting high school. And it was essentially just like passed down to me as like, this is what you need to read to... um, I guess like this is, I think I called the movie aspirational the last time we all talked and I'm going to stand by that. I feel as if like there is an aspirational feel to it, which is like that this is the kind of like life and intrigue and how interesting you need to be as a teenager. And in some sense you want to be this interesting and being interesting is also somehow conflated with having a lot of fucking problems. And I don't know, it, it meant a lot to me when I was younger, like Catcher in the Rye, where it's like, you feel like you're exactly like Holden Caulfield. And you're like, yeah, everyone's a bunch of fucking phonies. And then you look back like about five years later, and you're like, wow, or like 10 years later now. And you look back and you're just like, shit, like, no, everyone wasn't a bunch of phonies. Like, maybe, I was just maybe, uh, maybe I was the asshole. Maybe. Maybe, but then you're also like, no, because no. fuck those adults. Yeah, couldn't fuck have, those adults. Could, couldn't have been. No, because you're like, but everything you felt was real. So I don't know. Right. I'd give it an A minus. I think it doesn't hit exactly where it needs to hit to be, for me, like pinnacle of like teen movie, like the kind of like like the Breakfast. Club. I don't think it does that Breakfast Club thing for me, but I think it it doesn't stray too far from it. I think the book did that more, but I think there's, Mm. there's just certain notes that I think a book can hit that a movie just can't in terms of like feeling relatable. But I mean, I think the movie comes pretty freaking close. And then there was Dex. (laughs) I don't, I don't like the implications there, buddy. Uh... You don't like this as much as we like this. I, I I know that for a fact because we had this conversation last night. Yeah, I mean, you like the movie, but like it, it just doesn't hit the same notes, right? Yeah, my high school experience wasn't really like y'all's. I didn't really do much of anything in high school, and like didn't have that many friends. Didn't like care about much of anything. So just like I don't know, I watched this movie like I watched an episode of Degrassi, where it's just kind of mm. like. This is really interesting shit that happens to other people in high school, maybe, but not me. So, uh, you know, I don't relate to it on that way, in that way. But, uh, you know, as a movie to watch for an hour and 43 minutes or however long it is, it's like, it's cool. It keeps me engaged and interested because, you know, fucked up shit keeps happening to people every 30 seconds. It's like, oh, you were raped. Oh, you're... (laughs) 
Mm. Your dad pimps you out to his boss or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, it keeps you engaged that way. But, uh, yeah, as far as, like, relating to it and finding it aspirational and stuff like that, I'm just not there with it. So, for me, it's more like a like a B, B plus kind of range. Huh. Um, yeah. Like, it's not That's bad. That's fair. Right. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I'm not as moved by it as other people who like were interesting at all in high school might have been I think it's also interesting when you bring up Degrassi because I just connected something kind of in my head where um I think you said it where it's like someone's been assaulted someone's gay blah 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 blah, like all these issues that are really real issues and like horrible and deserving of not being gay being horrible but like But um, I just said that so weird. But um, but yeah, like something that would deserve a movie in its own right. And like Degrassi, like everyone has fucking problems somehow, which is totally unrealistic. Like not everyone you meet has this dramatic ass backstory. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I think they do confuse having a backstory with having a personality, like having problems mm-hmm. with being a person i don't know i think that's interesting the degrassi connection just hit me really hard on like teen movies suddenly where i was like huh i feel like they always do this where it's like everyone has some deep there is sorry yeah there is a i was saying this last night of course i mean you're gonna hear that a lot this podcast Uh, (laughs) these are all conversations that we've already had if this movie wasn't as earnest as it is Cause it feels all of this stuff. It makes you believe that all of this happens and all of this is commonplace mm-hmm. or tries to at least make you believe that all this is commonplace in uh, the nineties in uh, Pittsburgh. But mm-hmm. the, if it wasn't as earnest as it is, this is just a melodrama. Yeah. This is a, you know, this is a B movie or this is, this is just not, it's not accurate because like Dex was saying there, yeah, there's millions of kids that go through high school every single day. Oh, it was another day. Yeah. It's yeah. not, like, it's I not just, life or <laughs> Like yeah. people yeah. weren't getting beat up for being closeted or whatever. Like we just went to school. Like it was fine. Yeah. I had math class today, oh, but there was a, the 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 periphery characters are the ones that are the most interesting in this it's just like yeah one guy beat up five today and then it was nuts like Uh, math yeah Yeah, i just entered my english class and some girl yelled at a kid nice trapper keeper faggot and i was just sitting there i was like wait what (laughs) he didn't do anything didn't even respond they were just like yeah he just sat there there's just some sad little emo kid in the background who's just like what like i can't wait to get out of this town but in a less aggressive i can't wait to get out of this town more and i'm just like yeah college is like four years away it's fine (laughs) not a yeah somebody is like i can't counting down the days literally like a thousand days like tally marks on a prison wall i do the math every year If this movie uh, wasn't so earnest, it would be comical. And it is they, like it has funny, funny parts. But I'm saying in a different kind of comedy where it's just you don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying to form a through a through line and a, a thought here. But you know what I'm saying as far as. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
the book and like this movie, like it deals with these very serious issues in a very go ask Alice way, where it's like <laughs> this is the most this is intense, this is the most important things, like this sucks. And yeah, I mean there are portions of high school that suck and absolutely what these people go through is experiences Has that yeah, like experiences that really do happen. Do they happen in this sort of consecutive uh, consequential order? No. Most <laughs> which like most of F- everybody's high school life is just as bland as it always is. High key pause. Were you also forced to read Go Ask Alice at some point in your life? Like No. Oh, okay. I was forced I, to I read it by choice because I was I read it by choice in college during that whole Dex, do we that know whole, what they're talking like, about? Absolutely it, not. No. It's like nope. a it's a it's a bi- diary written from a girl who has like substance abuse problems, and it's um, marketed that this woman found this diary of a girl who dies from drug abuse, and it ended up being a lie, and like nothing, like there was no girl, like there was no diary, <laughs> like it was just all shout out, things. shout out, shattered glass. <laughs> Uh, I feel like 13 reasons why but but no yeah yeah. and I think like it's part of that whole like weird marketing of like this happens except it took it like way far where it was like this actually fucking happened it's like did it I don't know I feel like they all do this to a certain extent that's why I was I was like that's an interesting I think there was definitely a phase in literature where a lot of books like this were being cranked out. Man, sounds like a really light and fun summer read. <laughs> my mom, it's, uh... my mom made me read it, and she was like, "Oh this my is, god!" She was like, "This is what drugs do to you. You will be homeless and become a sex worker. Yep. You will get pregnant." <laughs> and I was like, "You will get gonorrhea." I was like, "Weed is crazy." <laughs> Yeah, that brings me to my uh, next point, kids. Don't <laughs> smoke crack. Who smokes crack in that? Man, that's a we wa- don't that's know. A water, that's a water boy <laughs> quote. Sorry for those of you that didn't get that. It's an LT quote. Uh, to bring it back around, and I think the through line that you were saying is like what they're going through is not relatable. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't I don't know what your high school life is, but there are like certain elements that are relatable. Like I was very much the Emma Watson kid that was like, yeah, I used to listen to Top 40 radio, but now I yeah. listen to like Smiths <laughs> and I go to Vital Source. Like I was that asshole <laughs> kid that like defined his personality based on what bands he listened to and if we didn't listen to the same bands, I was cooler than you, which is not true, but No, there is a like, total social hierarchy based on like who has good music taste in high school. Like, oh, absolutely! It's it's a wild like and like who's secretly smarter? Because yeah, I feel like I'm Mary Elizabeth with her whole like fucking like I'm gonna make you listen to some <laughs> Billy Holiday and watch some foreign <laughs> foreign films. I'm oh, gonna make you I hang forgot out. to mention. I forgot to mention. Important. Uh, I said. Important. I, yeah, I said that we're welcoming Caitlin on uh, to this podcast. What I meant to say was we're welcoming Mae Whitman yeah. onto this podcast. Hi, it's me, Mae Whitman, voice of Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender, um, star of Parenthood. I was mm-hmm. also... Arrested Development? Yeah, George, her? Yeah, her? George Clooney's daughter at one point, uh, the president's daughter in Independence Day. You might but, know... Oh, I love that was Mae Whitman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But really, though, you, you, you're, 
very relatable to that character. Yeah, no, I very Elizabeth. I the the joke kind of comes from that people always say I look like her, which I they always say you look like Egg from Arrested Development, which is notable only because she's a character that's so plain she's forgettable. And oh. I'm always like, thanks guys. Um, I feel really good about myself today. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. And then personality-wise, Mary Elizabeth is me. I'm, like, also me saying that you're my boyfriend after, like, we've hung out, like, once. And I've let you, like, mm. touch my boobs. And I'm like, you're, we're married. We're married. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this means, baby. Um, we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But I yeah. want to get into this first really yeah, quickly. Sure. Uh, and then we'll move into the performances. Um, we touched on this last night. And we were stunned to find out uh, that this might be, uh, Dex, and you'll have to back this up, the most whites film. <laughs> the most white people ever on film in this movie. Oh, Not yeah. a person of color to be found. <laughs> not no, one. That's, that's not true. Oh, sorry. Sorry. One. There is there is one uh, lone Asian American actor. Shout out to Shakespeare Girl. Her character's <laughs> name. Literally Shakespeare name. Girl. Yeah, Chelsea Z- uh, Zhang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's the only, per- only person of color in this movie. So um, you don't relate to this film, Dex? <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> oh, no. And it, uh, it, it is a weird sort of thing that we just kind of found out last night. We were just like, wait, what? Yeah, we scrolled. Now you guys don't have to listen to it, but we scrolled through IMDb for like a good couple minutes, being like, "Wow, there has to be one, like just one." There's not just one, just a single, single one, and it was a big no. Mm. And this, the worst part is, I know that if John Hughes had directed this, I know it would have just been worse. Like, it would have been the same. It, no, it, he yeah. would have cut the Asian American actress. He would have been like, <laughs> even like budget cuts, right? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> budget cuts. We can't afford the white <laughs> Asian girl. <laughs> you cost too much uh, cut, cut, cut for time. Sorry. I didn't even have a speaking role. <laughs> she, had, she had one line. That means she's equity. Um, Sag. What? Well, Let's uh let's get move on to the performances really quickly. Um mm-hmm. I I said earlier that Logan Learman are not earlier in the podcast but earlier in the group message because uh folks I was I was feeling I was in my feels uh if you will. I was being a little bitch. Uh Logan Learman makes me very very sad in this movie. It's incredible how almost it, it's a heartbreaking performance by him and it, it for a role that he hadn't had to do much of this like he had to show a little range in 310 to Yuma and stuff when christian bale dies spoiler alert but um what what no i was just thinking it was a joke oh <laughs> I, was like, I was like what but uh <laughs> Dex, what did you think of old Logan's performance as Charlie? He has to kind of carry this film, honestly, because it it follows him throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I think it's a testament to his performance that you're never, like, annoyed by him. You're constantly rooting for him because, like, he could very easily become annoying. Like, 
I don't know. Just being like the quiet, shy kid could get really old if like a less skilled performance was given. But he nailed it, and like you said, he's heartbreaking throughout. Um, like when he's happy, you feel happy. When he's an asshole, you're like, I mean, yeah, he's an asshole, but I get it. Um, you know, he's never felt these things before. Yeah, like. <laughs> When he feels a boob for the first time, you're like, I feel that, man. I I get you. Like we're we're Literally. here. <laughs> yeah. Um he's yeah, I think he's really relatable, really likable. Um Jake has a better point about his performance, so I'll let Jake make it now. <laughs> we've become we've become so scripted now. I know I know Jake has a good point about this. So. We said it all last night. <laughs> said it in the group chat before that too. Folks, <laughs> we've recorded this episode six times now. We'll always be recording this episode. Shout out <laughs> yeah. to Lighthouse. Everything that we've said, we've said before. Exactly. Like we're really on a script now. We decided after it like was. the eighth time we would just write a script. So that um, nothing, once we lost footage or something, it wouldn't matter because we had the script. Tom, Tom is a flat circle. Sorry. <laughs> I love that uh, TV show. That's a good one. That's yeah, fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jake, you were saying that that it's it's almost it's almost understated how he's good. He's um, yeah. He his character. And we'll get into this I maybe now or a little bit later. We talked about it a lot last time, but his best friend commits suicide and arguably his only friend. Mm-hmm. So this kid, like, I mean, Logan Lerman basically read the My Best Friend Committed Suicide and immediately tapped into that because, like, this kid has never experienced happiness ever again. Everything is just, like, fleeting little moments. And he plays it really well in the sense that he shows no emotion. Everything is just like a little bit of a surprise or a little bit of just like a brief second of like just being a human, but everything else, like he's going through the motions. It's almost like he's never experienced real human interaction. So it's, it is a very good performance to watch somebody be so defeated. Mm -hmm. And they start, and he starts to really sort of be a chameleon and, 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 and feed off of, the energy of the wallflower group and start to open up and, and, but he's still so painfully shy and quiet and uh, yeah. And it's just, it, 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 it's, it's kind of incredible to watch when he, you can feel like, Oh, I've been there when you're a shy teenager and all of a sudden it's just, they're in the middle of the dance floor and he gets up to walk in and he starts sort of just bobbing into the middle of the, like, I don't know what's going on. And they're dancing to the weirdest song of all time. Uh, it's Eileen. it's very adolescent for him like as a character like almost everything he that I think he was to him, 20 when the, yeah when this came out yeah um but the way he treats it is very childlike it's very it, almost everything that happens to him he treats it with wonder but the saddest thing i mean amongst literally his whole life i guess but the saddest thing that happens in the movie is when they kick him out of the mm-hmm. group and his first thing is like Oh, when can I come back? Like the kid has nothing, and immediately, like you're just—he's standing outside with Patrick. He's like, "Oh yeah, how long do I not? Oh, am I not in the group anymore? What's going on?" Let's talk about it now, now because uh, this is a very good point. Um, 
Okay, so uh, he they he does uh, Mary Elizabeth does the Caitlin thing and is like we're gonna be married now. Yeah. And uh, after after one dance and one date, uh, I want you to listen to Billie Holiday and watch foreign movies. Yeah, you gotta lock them down if they're willing to put up with it. You're like sick. <laughs> like yeah. I found one. <laughs> I got him. I got one who doesn't think I'm that fucking annoying. Or they do, but they won't say it. And that's really, that's really how it's you like know you a, got one. Like when a coyote or a wolf will gnaw its leg off to like get out of a trap. <laughs> but you don't let them. Hope they get cancer. Oh, you don't let them. You don't let them do yeah. that. Hope that hope that one of them gets cancer so that they don't have to break up with Which is the other one. Just the most heinous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Actually, sure. I kind of need to talk about that because the implication is that a conversation like, hey, I just found out I had cancer, so I guess this relationship's over. <laughs> it, <laughs> it reminds me of, have you guys, you know, Reddit, Am I the Asshole? Like that, like, there's <laughs> Nick this, tweeted one today. <laughs> there's this one guy who was like, I broke up with my wife when she had terminal cancer and she died like two months later. And I married like our mis our like massage therapist, like at, a, month, a month after she died. And my daughter's mad at me about it. Why? Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? Mm -hmm. And the answer is no. Apparently. No. <laughs> usually, usually if you're asking, you're probably nor you're normally the asshole if you ask. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> just like just let it ride. The uh there is a moment in here. Dex, please describe for us um this scene for for us, if you will. Describe the spin the bottle scene or Yeah, the... yeah, okay. because you had like one of the best takes on here where it's just like what the fuck? Yeah, okay. So they're playing <laughs> like spin the bottle, truth or dare kind of situation. It lands on Patrick. Patrick is supposed to be Charlie's closest homeboy, like training him up in the ways of like being a person at high school. A wallflower, if you will. A wallflower. <sighs> Explaining the perks. That's why the movie's called Perks of Being a Wallflower. <laughs> the perks of being a wallflower, you get to touch a girl's boobs and then make out with another girl. Exactly. And also, and also a guy and acid and pot. And then you get to be on stage at Rocky Horror Picture Show. Continue. Continue. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Patrick is supposed to like be this guy's Sherpa through the perks of being a wallflower. And so he dares Charlie to kiss the prettiest girl in the room. Sherpa. Charlie, his girlfriend is sitting right next to him. Charlie decides he wants to kiss the girl that he actually likes because, you know, fuck it. It's truth or dare. You do whatever you want, I guess. And so he kisses, what's her name? I don't Sam. even remember at this point. Sam. Sam. Emma Watson. Sam. Emma Watson. And everyone is like, what the fuck, Charlie? Why would you do that? Your girlfriend's sitting right next to you. But my question is, Patrick, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you set your friend up like that? To have to even like an option, a way out to kiss anyone other than his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You Just are dealing me. with a broken person. <laughs> Just say make out with your girlfriend why are you daring him to do that anyway like he does that all the time like why do you <laughs> why are you making him do that in front of people now you know he doesn't yeah. like being in front well, of this people. is a form of torture sir like what's what's wrong with you patrick why are you like this 
Yeah. Why? I mean, like, you have to remember this is a guy you're only friends with because you feel bad for him because he right. got so high that he dropped a huge bomb that his friend died. Like, so mm. you you have to remember that, I think, when you're giving good instructions during Truth or Dare. It's a common mistake. I I ran into it all the time in high school. <laughs> right. So, I mean, do tell. <laughs> Oh, that was a lie. That was a lie. Oh, <laughs> I've never, I've never in my life ran into this situation. It is the most under- yeah, because you have a fucking brain. Like there's no like your friend will set you up. <laughs> but for a moment, yeah, no, wait. Now I'm offended because for a moment, Royden really did, did think this happened to me, and he was I just like, maybe, not. maybe you don't have a brain. Uh, look, maybe, look, maybe you're fucking story. stupid, Caitlin. Some of the stories that you have told us off pod. Go on record and say, this is not the one. That would not be the wildest thing that we have heard in the past 24 hours. Oh, uh, and there's some developments, but it's, I'll keep that. There on. are some developments. We'll leave, developments we'll leave those to the Patreon. Yeah. I'll tell you about my horrible ex on Patreon. If you donate a hundred oh, yeah. $100,000. For a legal fund. Every month. The, um, so so uh, it sets him up. He he kisses Emma Watson. Uh first of all, her college age boyfriend is right there and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. He, he doesn't care. You gotta beat Charlie's ass at that point. Like that yes. that's your only recourse. Like that's look, just, I'm going to I'm going to jail tonight. That's what's happening. <laughs> One of us is getting our ass whooped. I don't I don't think y'all have dated enough art boys with a capital A. Because like yeah. I, don't, I don't think y'all know how little they fucking care. I had an this is, I had an art boy break up with me in the middle of Midtown when I had zero battery on my phone, and he was like, "Figure it out, you <laughs> fuck!" And I was like, "Okay." Oh. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Caitlin, I have dated zero art boys, and that's what I'm yeah, saying. Fair. This is an art boy. He doesn't care. He's gonna make it but about like, himself later, but for right now, he doesn't care because he's cheating on her with like eighty thousand people. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter like how much he likes Sam. Is irrelevant, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the act of disrespect. Charlie is like, I you guess. sitting right here, you ain't gonna do shit if I, I kiss your girlfriend right now, no I, matter what. I just don't know if I think that's true. I have a hundred percent tried to make former flames, former paramours, if you will, jealous. Wow. I know. <laughs> I studied English literature. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to make former boyfriends jealous by basically being like yeah this guy came on to me like and he knows like you exist like or your friend like blah 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 blah. and they don't fucking care they're too sad already to care they have so so, yeah so you're just dating a bunch of sad boys that is all i do oh a bunch of weak men who are willing to be disrespected to their faces i guess (laughs) because ain't no fucking way you're just gonna kiss my girlfriend while i'm sitting here dex tell them Tell them what cucks they are. Tell them how yeah, they're the alpha male. Tell them what beta scum they are. I was gonna say, how many how many cucks have you dated, Galen? It sounds like a lot of yeah, clearly a lot. Y'all, y'all are this close to being a red pill podcast, and I need you to take it down. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sounds like, sounds like you dated a lot of. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're not kissing my girlfriend while I'm sitting here and your girlfriend's sitting over there and one of us is not getting our asses kicked. 
I don't know if you're going to kick my ass or I'm going to kick your ass, but one of us is getting our asses kicked. That's all I'm saying. I like the idea in this realm that not only is Charlie going to kiss Emma Watson, but then immediately take Craig and just beat his ass. <laughs> hey, he's, a, okay. he's a fucking warrior. This guy was he raised is. in Sparta. <laughs> I just like this but. idea and. In, in Dex's world, that immediately Charlie is gonna grab Emma Watson, kiss her, and then just beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Oh no, he looked at him and he's like, "Okay, so first of all, there's like a there's like a brief moment where Craig looks at him like, what the fuck,' and he doesn't do anything. But there's also a moment Charlie. There is a brief moment in there where it would it could have almost been like Charlie was just like, "The fuck you gonna do, bitch?" Exactly. <laughs> We're also bitch. talking about Craig, who thought bust a move is going to get a party started. I I understand. Uh, I you're understand. mixing hell depressing, kid. <laughs> you, Craig. Yeah, because his mixtape is just sing me to sleep. <laughs> I wake yeah. up in the morning. Oh, yeah, actually, Charlie actually know. deserved to have his ass beat yeah. for that one. Who brings their own mixtape to a party? Char- Charlie. No, 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 no. Craig fucking sucks. They're gonna. <laughs> gonna Charlie is a simp. I said it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm completely we right. Just- <laughs> We almost corrected Roy, and we almost got him to stop saying it. Now he's going to start doing it again. <laughs> Simp? Yeah. Simp is a good we word. We almost cured. Is it? it is. We almost cured him. I use Simp like, a lot. It, There's a guy it, in my DMs right it, now who's a Simp. If you're listening to this podcast, and I forced you to from Tinder, it might be you. Add him. Add him. <laughs> Add him. Beep out a name and act like I said it. It's a <laughs> uh, leave that one in um i did anyway. write down a note i did write down a note that just said craig sucks he stinks he stinks oh yeah my uh professor gave me an a on it anyway even though it's a terrible photo <laughs> wait <laughs> me though in college is, like, craig, is craig the one who doesn't write poetry but poetry writes him poetry writes him yeah. oh yes craig stinks oof yeah, daddy craig sucks. oof daddy art daddy I'm kidding. Uh, Don't cancel no, me. Even, you're, you're not. You're not kidding. Even in 1992, that's like the shittiest line ever. Like, how did nobody in that party go, oh, fuck you, Craig? Oh, you no. know? That's the shittiest line ever. I just realized that Craig's favorite writer is probably Sylvia Plath. Yes. I no, Craig no. reads Hemingway and treats him like no, a god. But the reason why he likes Sylvia Plath is because he has to pretend he likes women. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he, like he just keeps a, a copy of Bell Jar yes, floating around. Yes, and he never opened it. And he's like, I understand the plight of women. Hey, Dex, the intellectuals are talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. These Fucking are all peons. words that I've heard. <laughs> Fucking peasants. God. Are Kaylin and I the Craig of the podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Y'all be a big time Craig's right now. No, Jake, you're the Craig. I'm Mary Elizabeth. I already claimed it. I already claimed it. You have to be Craig. No, I am Cameron from Ferris Bueller, and I accept that full heart. Oh, that. (sighs) Am I Shakespeare girl by default? (laughs) Yes, Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Close. Unfortunately, you have to cut for time. (laughs) The Shakespeare. Wrote plays, not novels. Oh. Dumb bitch. Unfortunately, I'm probably Brad. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Oh, 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 no. Are you uh, just claiming that because you're a jocker? <laughs> Do you have to... What? What's happening? Why are you claiming that one? You could have been a Patrick. You could have been fine with Patrick. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Guys. Uh, no. So, there are no good options in this movie, by the way. Every character sucks. Yeah, that that is something that we said. Like Everyone has, like... Everyone is broken in this movie. I would like to point out, we meet Patrick, a very lovable character. The first time we meet him, he's making fun of a Vietnam vet. (laughs) (laughs) I totally forgot about that. When I was back in Nam, like, bitch. (laughs) But that, okay, to be fair... Like that teacher sucks, though. To be no, like, no, he doesn't. Nothing. He's just a, like, fucking. He's nothing. a stereotypical. You no, know, he's a stereotypical. Like I'm the he's quarterback a, coach, and I have to also teach shop. You're yeah. nothing, Patrick. No, he made a dad joke, and then it got turned yeah. into a dumb joke that turned into really a hate crime in the uh, in the cafeteria. <laughs> Because then, like, he's like, "Hey, nothing." Will you read the book? And Patrick's like, "Uh, this book was written by a fascist." It's like, wait, what? Wait, but like, also a... me in high school, I was homeschooled, but also me in high school. <laughs> wait, so you're just talking to your mom or your dad and just being like, "Uh, no, I did dual actually. I did dual credit <laughs> enrollment, so I was in college all through high school. Look uh... at me, an intellectual." Sounds fun to me. I'm Didn't uh, uh, doesn't sound like it happened. We're on a we're on a musical kick today. We really are. We're Shapoopy and now we're on Greece. Amazing. The okay. So speaking of Ezra Miller, in a roundabout <laughs> way, he acts circles around his counterpart in Sam. Yeah. In in mm. this movie, and Emma Watson is fine. It's just she's m- totally miscast. And I think they were banking off her popularity. I, I love Emma Watson. I think she's I think she's fine. But like, I don't I mean, grew up with Emma Watson. But I think Ezra Miller, for as big of a you know, whatever you want to say about him now, he just he acts circles around everyone in this, including Logan Learman. Logan Learman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, who reacts off of him. Yeah, I think Ezra Miller is like an establishedly good actor. It's just whether or not he's a good person. But I've never seen him. No. I've never seen him in like a movie where I wasn't like, "Oh, you're you did a good job." Like, but I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't know. I find him very likable, and I kind of spent. Now that you've told me that Kristen Dunst was the other option, I'm like, that would have been back in the day, perfect. Like a young Kirsten Dunst would have been like an ideal mm-hmm. Sam, and some someone with that like energy, like that vibrancy for life, and like whatever. Her and Elizabeth Town, her and Virgin Suicides, like would have been perfect. But I, I yeah, but, I don't know. Emma Watson doesn't seem like she loves life enough to be a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> but you were saying, I think Dex was saying last night that they don't do her anything. They don't give her enough to do. Was that Dex? Were you saying that last night? Yeah. And like her lines are so dumb. Like that bulimia line. Awful. Who speaks yeah. like that? Why? Nobody is making that work. Like that's just not something that can like, 
they're having like this regular casual introductory conversation and then she just like busts out this random line about bulimia and it's like i'm not i don't care who you are i'm not a bulimic i am a bulimist i really believe in bulimia like that's not that's not Ah. going to be good coming from anyone like that line stinks yeah in like i don't know there's not really anywhere for her to go like with this i don't think I mean, unfortunately, sure, maybe what somebody it, else would have been better, but like, I don't think anybody would have been much better. Unfortunately, what it comes yeah. down to is it's just it, she she was the first pretty girl to give Charlie any attention. So it was that's who Charlie fell in love with. That's what it looks like in this movie to me, which I think it uh, is because, like, I think that is, is part of it. Like, it's a, they're the first people to show him attention. So they're his friends like. I don't think he's beggars aren't choosers in this movie. Mm, right. But right. Yeah. I think yeah. that is all she is. She is reduced to just being like pretty interesting girl. Who was molested as a child. Yeah. Well, not yeah. even really that. Like that's not expanded enough to make that even like part of her really like. Let's talk about, and we'll, and we'll wrap up the discussion on this really. I, the one thing that I wanted to say is they don't, uh, also, Dex had a really good point about this: is that this this storyline goes nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd um, seriously underutilized in this movie. Even what we knew about Paul Rudd in 2012, you know, it's not this. He's not the same popular Paul Rudd that he is even now with the Marvel movies and things like that. But he just seriously underutilized uh, Paul Rudd, and it, they could have used him as a a Keating character, if you will, and they just didn't. You know, and I guess I guess you can't. It takes away from the movie if you do that, but it just that that storyline doesn't go anywhere. I think it, it wouldn't have taken. I mean, the book uses him even more than the movie did. Like the character, the teacher is like a huge formative character in the book in a way that I don't think comes across as well. Like you know, he is a formative character, but you're like, where? yeah show me (laughs) yeah show it to me i mean like i get that he's giving him books but like yeah and then what happened (laughs) yeah and then what does he learn from like you have him reading like walden and it's like what what did he gain from walden that's impacting him in his actual life did you visit him in the hospital yeah probably not probably not let's let's talk about the sort of weird I I get and I use this word through line of the movie is that everyone is broken in this mm-hmm. in this movie for different reasons um of course Patrick wasn't closeted but he's dating a closeted man uh who then gets into a fight and the only reason we we scraped we 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 just blew past this is uh they're bad friends because the only reason that they let him back into um the friend group is because he beats the shit out of five football players and then everybody's just like oh yeah it makes sense come back in yeah you're you're cool you can stay thanks <laughs> please thanks for us. stopping yeah thanks for stopping this hate crime i feel <laughs> i feel like it's like in league of legends when you're like you finally find someone okay. that's a good tank like he's like your tank and they're all support characters. It's just like seven supports, but a tank. It's a, a very esoteric reference for this podcast, but I'll uh, I'll 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 allow it. I've been playing a lot of League of Legends today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it and, is it is 
Go ahead. Oh, I said, and I only play support, so I figure all of them also only play support because we're all utterly useless. Right. Okay. Is that what you took? Away? Yeah, you took that away from this movie. Yeah, that's all I took away from this movie. They all play fucking support. That's what I took away. Did you guys know I'm a gamer girl? Um. Oh. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> I game. Tell us your favorite Halo character. I don't even know. Um, Avery Johnson. <laughs> the 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 thing that we the through line of this movie, everyone is broken. Um, Emma Watson, they just just blow by this. Yeah. Is a she wants to give uh, Charlie his first real kiss because she wants somebody that loves him to give him his first kiss because oh side note uh i was molested when i was 11 years old and you're just like whoa 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 whoa, time 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 well, time on the play and it's also implied that she's like constant like when she was a freshman that she was like constantly sexually assaulted that's like the mm-hmm. upperclassmen would just intentionally get her drunk so that they could like fool around with her like mm-hmm. and then they call her a slut mm-hmm. in school like like she has this reputation, but she's just being like repeatedly sexually assaulted. So I, it's yeah, it's just totally glazed over. Yeah, so she's broken, but then she wants to make out with a broken teen, an, yes. a broken fourteen year old. Yes, who she's an eighteen year old woman. Mm. <laughs> Wait, yeah, like Jake, you were saying, you were saying that that he tried, the author tried to skate, so I just just blow yeah, through that. Did- basically defended it that because Charlie's friend committed suicide that he might have taken a year off. <laughs> he so would be that, might. He might have. That, that vaults him to about 15 when he started school, but his birthday is Christmas Eve, so he started school even later because he's a later kid, so he would actually have turned 16 in his birthday in this movie and everything's fine. You don't get to JK rolling this, Shabbats. Like, you just don't get <laughs> to do that. 14. He's, He's 14. He's 14. He might be 15. He might have just turned 15. It's fucking yeah. weird. That's it. I don't know. That, But but also as a as a dude who had a bunch of like, what a, what a had a bunch of older friends in in like theater and stuff in high school what a fucking mean thing for emma watson to do just to be like i love you with my whole heart but there is no way in hell that i'm gonna date you at this point in time <laughs> like uh rude I, and mean i can't blame her though like she's like i can't be seen with my 15 year old boyfriend in college Duh, I, mean, I can also- blame her because her other toy like her her reason was brad who yeah. sucks. So like, come Craig. on, dude. Craig. Craig, Brad, Craig. same dude. They all have basic boy names. Like, I they feel like Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Patrick, Chad. Craig, Chad. Ponytail Derek. Oh. <laughs> Fucking ponytail Derek. A god um, man. I'm kidding. He's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He's awful. Man, right. okay. I know we're on this Emma Watson train, but since we just brought him up, can we talk about that slap? Yeah. Just the slap, briefly. the show. <laughs> the slap. Um, I forgot about the show. Yeah, you're letting Ponytail Derek slap you around? Fuck that. 
Yeah. In your own home. In your own home. This is your turf. We know Again. that we know that Charlie has those hands. Like we're not letting. <laughs> well, that's why she he was let him. She was like, "Go to your room, Charlie," because she knew. She knew. Killed this like, guy. This guy goes fucking wild. And then we just never talk about it again. Like they just break up off screen. And then she goes to prom with her girlfriends. Girl power, yay! Like it. I don't care about it when I watched it. I was like, cool. (laughs) It's such a random. It's such a random throw in. You're like it truly is. I'm like I'm glad she got a domestic violence. I guess. Like, it's I, just another layer on the everything in Pittsburgh is shitty cake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nobody, nobody can experience true happiness in this movie. Maybe that's what the real message is. Is I think the, the take that we should take away is Pittsburgh fucking sucks. Yeah. That, wow. Chabosky is coming in. Yeah. I mean, we closed the movie with um, the penguins being trash. So, goddamn penguins. Um, Which they ended up winning the Stanley Cup that year. Anyway, well, we're gonna have a lot of yinzers in our mentions, just being uh, very <laughs> mad at us. Um, but okay, so it ends up the movie wraps basically in a fury yes. of just bad shit. Yes. Um, okay, so in a in a row, we find out that with less than subtle hints throughout the movie. Charlie is was sexually assaulted by his aunt, who also may have also been sexually assaulted when she was a child. Um, then Emma Watson, an 18-year-old, has sex with a 14-year-old, who then has flashbacks during said event uh, to the sexual assault. Then she just leaves her college. Mm-hmm. Bye. Have fun dealing with that, mindfuck. Yeah, and you know, because she's in college now, all of her problems are gone. Like, yes. you know, gone. That whole like childhood history of you know being molested and everything yeah. doesn't matter. She's Co- at Penn State. Everything college is known for having no sexual assault, no alcohol no. problem. Like that's what college is known for. College, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. at no Penn issues. State in the nineties. Penn State, oh. fucking nothing happens Ooh. at Penn State. Penn State, you can. You can just walk at, to your local frat party and be fine. Nothing happened. <sighs> so that all happens within like 30 seconds. And we're all just supposed to be like, yo, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it is heartbreaking. I will say they do a really good job of like the multiple cuts of him walking down the road, undoing his tie and crying. And then the hard cuts to him, like banging his head up against the wall. It's my, you know, somebody who mm-hmm. is clinically depressed and suicidal. I feel that is a, not me, him in the movie, but like, I feel that he is, he plays that really well and it's heartbreaking, but all, it all happens. I'm not kidding. I looked at, I think it within the last seven minutes of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just comes at you real quick. Also, shout out to the sister for being able to read the defense immediately. Yeah. Gets the phone call and immediately goes, call the cops. Peyton Manning-esque. <laughs> yeah. Omaha, like, Omaha. <laughs> walked onto the field and then immediately was like, oh, no, 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 this is not good. Like she, get, Which I guess the implication is either Charlie never calls or 
this thing started off so weird that she was like, oh, this kid is now about to commit suicide. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it just, and then Joan Cusack makes an appearance. Okay. Uh, yeah. Waste of Joan Cusack, I guess. I love Joan and, Cusack. It is devastating to see her have five lines. <laughs> we were just like, oh, that's, that's it. Okay. And then what happened? Well, <laughs> and and it, it really is it really is a heartbreaking and and it really when you're i don't know 18 when i watch this movie you're like oh my god this is the most dramatic thing that has ever and it is it's bad but it's, it, this is the most dramatic thing i've ever seen on, on film uh so it does it does hit you if you watch this at the right age but i feel i feel like in the hands of a more skill skilled filmmaker which this was his Chabaski's first Chabata Barrett's first um, film ever, which is crazy. They let him direct this, but uh, I think in the hand, they would have drawn that out just a, a just a tad, a tad bit more, yeah. but it's almost just like, Hey, we don't want to focus on these problems. His friends are back. I, don't know. <clears throat> I think in some way, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've had um, chronic depression all my life. And I do think when you have an episode like this, it kind of does come on like this, to, to be fair. I do think it is fair to say that it just suddenly appears. And, right. like it, and it sometimes is just like a weird culmination of events that, uh, I don't know, it happens just kind of, I think, really rapidly. And I think in terms of like good filmmaking, I think you're right. You would have drawn it out more. But I think in a weird way, it's actually fairly accurate. Um, or at least uh, my my point is at least drawn out the part where it's just like and then the doctors told them yeah. what happened to me as a child and then it's just oh, like all right i got yeah. better yeah that part yeah. has to be drawn out more i completely agree there i was i thought you meant the whole um no 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 the whole the whole cut thing when he was when he was having his episode i found that really good it's, and alarming it's pretty accurate yeah. i think like from when i've seen people i think on the cut i don't know i feel like that's yeah. pretty real um i think the intention was that we as the audience are supposed to go through it as charlie does so we're mm-hmm. supposed to go back through these memories and because they're repressed it doesn't make sense so it's always just jumbled messes that we may be able to put those pieces together but it it, it if you watch this movie without having read the book and not knowing that brick wall is coming right at you yeah you do leave that scene going like wait what the fuck wait what yeah, yeah. what i agree with that very much very much what the fuck i mean because the only hints that were given that thus far is that he had an aunt. He might have been close, though he was like three or four, and then she died somewhere around his birthday. And then suddenly they're like, oh, by the way, she molested him. Take it, run! Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is it is heartbreaking, and and, and then you, now you know it's uh, this, uh, this kid might have had the most heartbreaking life known to man. Like, and not re- but like, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, Ooh, yikes. Okay. Uh, now it all makes sense. But it is sort of a weird seven minutes left to go. Hail Mary pass by this film. Yeah. Mm. Um, any more notes? I got. I actually have a lot here that we actually didn't get to, but um, uh, just funny little bits that I feel like I wrote down. But the any any other notes that we wanted to touch on that we I feel like we missed with this movie? Uh, I just have funny bits. 
So the uh, this is the one thing that we touched that we didn't touch on that we touched on last night when he after uh, Charlie just washes those guy those five football players. Um, Brad has the gall, <laughs> the 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 temerity to to be like, thank you for stopping them. Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> Bitch, you started this. Like, l- literally, you. Like, yeah. fuck out my face, Brad. <laughs> hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Uh, how's your dad? <laughs> oh, like, I don't know if that was an Ezra Miller thing or if that was just a direction, but he should have delivered that line just like a little bit more pointed because Brad does not react to it at all. Well, I think that's right. I don't think Brad has any self awareness to know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty dumb. Yeah, I think he's just a really big fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> he's a big dumb idiot. He's drinking that dumb dumb juice, you know? He's fucking stupid. <laughs> thanks for thanks for stopping him. Yeah. Hey, Brad, how about you go fuck yourself? How about, how about that? <laughs> Like I used to fuck you. Because <laughs> oh. he definitely yes. should have brought that up. Go fuck I would yourself have been the way like... I used to fuck you hard and well. He's, <laughs> he's yeah. and then... It's not uh, out of Patrick's wait. character for him in that fight to not immediately just drag out Brad. If everybody knew about Patrick. Yeah, air which, this I whole mean, bit I guess, out, yeah. Well, but the yeah, I mean, I guess it's... Outs him, I feel like that. Well, yeah, I mean, he the, goes, you know what happens in Shinley Park? That's the only thing he says. Yeah, because yeah. I think Patrick's not fundamentally evil. <laughs> like, I don't think he's like... Yeah, no, no, I mean, that would be... You, he's just an idiot. In that situation, yeah. I don't... I don't, I don't nah, really know. No, 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 I'm out of you, dog. You wanted to trip me and have your friends beat my ass? Nah, no, no, no. You coming out this closet. I think narrative... <laughs> <laughs> I think narrative-wise, though, I feel like I would have been like, ooh, Patrick, no. So I don't know. I don't feel like – I feel like it would have turned the audience a little bit away from him in a way. I don't think you want it to. I mean, in 2012? I, I think in, Maybe not in 2012. You got yeah, me there. Yeah, in 2020, it would be like, oh, this scene is problematic as fuck. Yeah. Well, this whole movie, I think, in 2020. <laughs> problematic <laughs> as fuck. Like, oh. another, another line that I had a problem with that just would have, like – when when Emma Watson when they're about to have sex goes well why didn't you ask me out bitch <laughs> uh, I kissed you in front of everybody and you kicked me out of your house we feel like uh, also, that's, that's, that's also relatable for me so I am gonna say what did, I liked you a lot what I I mean, he's almost, telegraphing the fuck out I of I have feelings. almost certainly had someone send me a full like page of like just like I think you're really special and I really like you. And I immediately like a, a day later was like, but like, do you even like like me? Like I don't I don't think you fucking care about me. So I think I understand Sam here. She's like, you should have asked me out if you cared so much. No. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, She's 18. No. You ask him out. I'm almost 24. <laughs> I don't know. I say this as from a place of pain because I was that like 15 year old guy that was like, why didn't you ever ask me out? Uh, because I don't, dumb bitch boy. Uh, <laughs> it's just that, just like, why didn't you ever ask me out? Bitch, what? <laughs> no. Even if he did, she would have said no. She would have yeah. said no. 
Yeah, that's what Charlie should have said. Uh, it'd be uh, cause Craig, right? Craig. Yeah. But it's nice to anyway. be asked. It's nice to be asked. So she could she, ask him. No, but she wants. She thinks it would be nice to be asked. That's dumb. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I don't care. It is is the only thing that women get in terms of stereotypical gender roles. It's like the only thing we get. So I'm going to latch on to that for my insecurity. Um, few lines that I liked is um, he, he goes, are you baked? You like a cake. And... <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you like that? That's funny. That's really funny, funny line. Really line. funny line. <laughs> Pretty good line. Y'all are fucking uh, dads. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, um, one day. Also, yeah, when when mm. when Patrick goes, this collection of presents is so gay. I thought that was really funny when he's just like, it, it could only be Charlie. <laughs> uh, the cut, uh, the cut to the acid when it's like the wafer to the acid scene. I felt like that was really good yeah. piece of filmmaking. Um, Let's see. Of course, the stoner is the only one still cool with him after they all like yeah. break up his friends. I also thought about that. I was like, why is Bob the only one? <laughs> He's like, it's fine. It'll pass. And how yeah, depressing he, it is that it. your only friend is the dealer. You have to go hang out at the dealer's house. Yeah. Pet is pet. That's in love with the Olive Garden waitress. <laughs> um, Aren't we all? I yeah, that's true. I wrote down that uh, Craig is no less than 28 years old, actually. <laughs> like, he looks so much older than all these people. And finally, that sandwich bag rumor, I feel, is a one that is just all over the place. Y'all are not going to agree with that. I The one where he's talking about in the park right before he kisses Charlie, uh, when he's like, oh, and they didn't have any condoms, so they did it with a sandwich bag. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I feel like that's everywhere, that. right? Yeah. yeah. That's right on par with the Marilyn Manson thing. Like, somebody oh, yeah. always says it. That, that rumor. Oh, yeah. yeah I knew, he removed I knew, the one that's like he removed one of his ribs so he could. Yeah. Okay. Give himself the old bees. Autoerotically <laughs> asphyxiate. Um. I would the fact that they don't know Bowie is fucking dumb. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like they, they, they think good music is Dexy's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. Yes. Okay, <laughs> and they that don't know. Where I have to get on the dance floor song. Is come on, I mean, Eileen. Which I mean, like, okay, that's, that's all bangs. But for them to be like very proud of, like, I only listen to rare Smiths B sides. For them to go ham so, and say like this is good music. I also am just. Like, to me, okay, so Come On Eileen is on a playlist I listen to called Songs White People Like to Jam To. And oh, I have one called, I have one called Caucasian Jams. Caucasian that is, uh... <laughs> and I think you can't, in good faith, be like, this is really just like the top tier music if it could be on a playlist like that. Like, it doesn't mean it's bad oh. music, but it just means that it's like... No. I don't know if it's the one that you're like, I need a jam on the dance floor. <laughs> well, to these to these mayonnaise teens in Pittsburgh in the 90s, that, yeah. like it makes a lot of Fair sense. Enough. And uh, we're already in an alternate universe anyway, because 15-year-olds are allowed to perform at Rocky Horror and get naked on stage. Mm-hmm. So, And that's Not wrong. legal. 
also it kind of goes against her whole principle of saying i used to listen to top 40 but now i don't that song was top 40 as fuck but it was top 40 10 years before and anything that's 10 years Mm -hmm. old is fine there you go yeah yeah it was crap that they don't know bowie is like top three most famous song it was uh heroes right yeah 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 right so i had a question about that could you not just like i don't know go to a music store and be like what's that song about heroes and like wouldn't they just be like oh it's david bowie like yeah that's only people would have known like no, they didn't have to say I'm dummy. You could like go to your local, I don't know what store used to sell CDs, your local Hastings and be Vir- like, Virgin. Virgin Records. <laughs> oh, Virgin. Yeah. God. Like, I feel Goody's. like you could like sing that song to like somebody who works at a like a record store and they'd be like, You know the one yeah, they know that we one. Be Just for, oh, yeah, yeah. Just for David one. <laughs> I've definitely done that before, by the way. Yeah, and then what? and then the owner of the record store, Shazam, goes, "Yeah, it's fucking David Bowie." <laughs> the uh, the best is when you put on what's that th- in Google? What's the song that goes? Da, 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 da. Um, Peary's Playhouse. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other notes, and then we can get to our back oh. to this. Yeah, my last and most problematic note. There's the other friend that's not Mary Elizabeth. She's Alice. I, I, she does have a name. Yeah, they celebrate that she shoplifted. <laughs> yeah, no, she and had a receipt. She she had a receipt that time. Yeah, but the joke being that like they all know she shoplifted jeans. Yeah. And they support it for the most part. To They're like, fair, ah, she steals jeans. It's not good, but oh, did no, you steal jeans? To, to be fair, I so I had a friend. Stole jeans? Yeah, not jeans. Um, I used to, so we had a friend who worked at Forever 21. And he basically made a rule with us that we could shoplift anything we wanted as long as it was under $7 because they didn't have to catalog anything that was under $7 at the time. So I stole... So the entire store of Forever 21? I just stole so much underwear, makeup, and bathing suits because those were what were like largely under $7. And like, yeah, I don't know. I also stole lipstick from Target for years. It's not my finest moment. So I'm just saying, this is a very reasonable thing. Teenage girls are thieves. Teenage girls are thieves. We were on a theater trip one time to... Um, uh, <laughs> I thought that was going to be a controversial book. take. And every- no, no. And Royden was like, I fucking agree. I, they, they are... They are is it klepto? Kleptos. Yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all kleptos because we were on a theater trip one time and we all oh we got like an hour and a half to kill. Let's go to a mall. Like <laughs> two or three women stole multiple things and we had to like delay going <laughs> to the theater because because the, they were hey, somebody stole some shit. <laughs> this girl I know got famous because she stole three no, $15,000 worth of Victoria's Secret underwear oh, in the course of two weeks. And she got caught. And like she would just steal a bra like every day. Was it the Holy same shit. one? No, like she would steal like these like lingerie. Up the same no. Yeah, it was the same 
Victoria's Secret. It was the Victoria's oh, Secret at mad. the Woodlands Mall. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, she was. Uh, I went. I went to middle school with her. <laughs> and I remember seeing her. Yeah, like fifteen thousand. Well, I mean, it's really expensive fucking underwear. But I don't remember how many pieces of underwear that would have to be. Uh, a fucking lot. Because if we say fifteen, more than enough. Divided by one hundred and fifty, she stole like a hundred pairs of underwear. Jesus yeah, right. Christ. Let me just say, as somebody who worked retail for a lot of years, shoplifters are just really fucking annoying. Like, you're not yeah. as cool as you think you are. You're not as hard to catch as you think you are. You're just really fucking annoying. You see, I Please only stop. shoplifted when I had a friend that worked at the store and told me it was okay. Because I'm not trying to make someone's life harder. <laughs> like- oh, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of retail, we just had a full-on fucking argument in, at 9 a.m. this morning. <laughs> Doctor's test getting my TB shot red. <laughs> and you were arguing about Maywell and Jake. You got more important <laughs> shit. Woman. Yeah, they were like, you have childhood tuberculosis. <laughs> and also, and I was like, yeah, let me have an argument about Maywell. The thing I did not know people get in 2020. I had, well, I got diagnosed with childhood tuberculosis when I was 10. I didn't have it, but my brother hit my arm so hard that the TB test turned out positive. And because of that, I had to take TB medication for three months. So now I show up positive every time I take a TB test. That's all right. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, during the <laughs> middle of that, you were arguing about if Madewell was the same cost as J. Crew. Yeah. At nine in the morning. Yeah. I'm not doing don't, this again. Don't don't even don't start do with again. me right now. We're so, sorry, sorry. So nope, we're, we're not doing it. Test. We're not so, doing it. So nope. I'm, nope. <laughs> hey. No. Davia. Dex. No. Why are you silencing a woman? Because oh, wrong, and I don't want to talk about this anymore. You know, this is systemic oppression towards women. I'm not going uh, to. It is. Yeah, you know what? Fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. We're done. Trash, fine. Trash, uh, trash, trash, trash. That's fine. You're all, that's okay. You're all trash. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel good. Um, <laughs> Jake just sighed so sad. Just, Jake was uh, Jake was like hiding in the corner, like mom and dad don't fight. Like, when, like <laughs> Jake's like, how do I get out of here? Jake, just put the technical difficulties music over this part of the podcast. <laughs> My favorite is, I think I was yelling at Dex, and I was like, "You're blocked." But Jake had commented in between, and like, and he was like, "What did I do?" And I'm like, "Nothing." I don't know what part of it's between me and your father. <laughs> like. <laughs> All right, so to follow up uh, this movie, this movie, for as much as we shit on it, has an incredible soundtrack. I love it. Um, so with all of the 90s music and and I meant to say the uh, hey, 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 like being stoned. I love that song. Um, oh, that is a good song. And uh, so we are going to do top four because it works best on Twitter. Um, <laughs> top four movie soundtracks and just as a caveat this, this it can be original songs this can be songs inspired by just if it is accompanied by the film you can use it so the the order goes snake draft goes caitlin jake dex royden basically the same order just flip me in uh caitlin as last time. Um, thank you, random.com. The first pick in the 2020 soundtrack draft, Caitlin Zeller. Take it away. Okay. So this is my favorite romantic comedy. 
Um, speaking of Cusacks, it features uh, John Cusack, and it is High Fidelity, which includes Great. yeah, which includes such hits as um, a bunch of Smith songs. So last night I dreamt that somebody loved me is on it. Um, Jimi Hendrix, The Wind Cries Mary, um, The Velvet mm -hmm. Underground, I'm Waiting for the Man, really fucking good. Sleep the Clock Around by Ellen Sebastian, good fucking soundtrack. Plus, it's a movie all dedicated to creating the perfect playlist. So, yeah, that's literally. I was gonna say that's literally the movie. Uh, Cop out. This is great. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it. If you go on any any website, it's just, it's gonna be within the top five probably. It has to be of any, well, of any listicle. It's well curated. It's well curated. So, all right, uh, Jake. Um. I'm gonna take Baby Driver. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You stole one of Dex's picks for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> but that's fine. There's another obvious first round of it that I think either of you two are definitely gonna take, but this one just appeals to my heart. Um, I think this is one of those movies that they specifically designed around the soundtrack, and each time a song pops up, it's just it's perfect. I I found out a, a lot of new music from watching that movie yeah. i don't think anybody knew who john spencer and the bell bottoms were no, hell no. Absolutely now, like, not. they have like millions of listens and... all right sorry <laughs> like oh. just the way that like sound bounces back and forth like when he takes like out one of his little like headphones like that whole oh, I yeah. love that movie so much the sound design for that movie. movie oh that's so fucking good why is kevin spacey in the movie um <laughs> sorry uh dex i think we know what your first pick is gonna be and if it's not i, I don't know why we did this <laughs> yeah my my first pick because royden is next with the double turn has to be if a star is born that shit Fuck! jamming from front to back <laughs> lady gaga and bradley cooper <laughs> did their fucking thing and shallow one of the greatest movie songs of all time like i don't care i'll fight about it that song is fucking great and you know jake will say oh that's the only great song on the soundtrack but he's wrong because you know, I'll, I'll never love again spectacular like there's just maybe so it's time to let the old ways die so good maybe so it's time good. to let the old ways die bradley cooper can actually sing should have got the best actor over rami malik who just did a big facts i Freddie don't, mercury impression i don't know if i agree with that one. But... All right, let's argue real quick. Uh, that perform. I hate that fucking movie. I don't like the movie. I think Ronnie the movie did a really good job, and I think at like what? at like actually embodying Freddie Mercury, I think it's one of the better like biopic performances. Like I think he does a better job than in um, fucking the Doors movie. Like I think in terms of like doing a rock star biopic, I think it's one of the better trails they could have gone so much deeper with that movie they could have gotten they could have walked down the vegas strip and found somebody impersonating freddie mercury so and it's disagree. the same movie i actually really disagree with you I don't and they probably would have been a better singer because I... freddie mercury he did because rami malik didn't even sing he didn't even sing well also i don't like what were you gonna you can't have someone that emulates freddie mercury because actually his entire like mouth is fucked up which is the reason he sounds the way he does he has an extra set of teeth 
Like he's really fucking. All that weird. is cool and everything. No, but, but that doesn't you're, like you're make it a better performance. No, but what I'm saying is that like you can't emulate that. You're saying like someone that sounds like him. You can't find someone that actually sounds like him. Because, we don't like, need to find somebody who sounds like him. We just need to, you know, give Bradley Cooper the Oscar for giving the better I, performance. I, I think like all I'm saying. I don't know. Like I like to star is born. I also think it's been done three separate other times and like mm. done to equal success. I think like all the other renditions were equally as good and it's just a narrative people like. So it was a safe pick. Whereas I think actually like, well, I'm not going to say that the Freddie Mercury film wasn't also really fucking safe, but the point is like it was two safe shit movies with safe actors doing safe jobs. I liked both. And one did a better job and it was Bradley Cooper. I don't, That's know. My I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I also think So the the better choice as it, that we're left with is Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Yeah, that one was <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I mean, I I, I liked it. <laughs> Sorry. You liked Vice or you like his I didn't like the Dick movie. Cheney. I liked I liked his performance as Dick Cheney. That movie stunk. I will say okay. I That's a fair I originally went to school for classical music. I was a, f- a former opera singer. You can find me on YouTube. Um, and Bradley oh. Bradley Cooper's vocals are by far worse. Um, Rami, whoever sang for Rami Malek, did a much well. It's Freddie Mercury, right? They just used old dubs. No, right? they found some. They found somebody that actually sounded like Freddie Mercury. Uh, they did a really good like, job. And- I don't know why it. you would compare Bradley Cooper and Rami Malek on vocals. Well, when Rami Bradley Malek Cooper's didn't do voice. Well, you're saying Bradley Cooper actually did a good job with music, and I will firmly disagree. I think he sounds good for the songs that he was doing, but if he actually which is all he needed to do, fine. But if he actually was trying to be a convincing, like formal singer, he had some really big fucking problems vocally, like that you wouldn't see on anyone that's on a country rock chart. The man wrote shallow. Oh, what? Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying as like a singer, I think like, I don't know. Like, I think I, I don't know. It was rough. Roy and make your picks. <laughs> hey, Dex. No. <laughs> just wanted to get a look at you. Ew. Uh. Oh, God. I also want that trope to fucking die and I'll repeat it. Wow. Cute girl with big nose and big voice and big dreams. Who would have thunk? Bradley Cooper's coattails the whole damn time and allowed him to continue being an alcoholic because it benefited her career. Their their relationship is very I mean, and it happens. Um, Best line from that movie, though, is uh, you stole my fucking voice. Uh, No, you didn't. (laughs) You have a very distinct voice, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. God. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott was great. That is a man... I want to marry. Yeah, same. I, I love Sam Elliott so much. Same. Okay. Big time same. Uh, stole my fucking voice. Um, Stop! <laughs> sorry. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, the My first pick is a very normie pick, uh, but I got a turn here. But my first pick is Forrest Gump. That's good. Oh. Yeah. Um, it has... I mean, it, it has Elvis. It has... Um. Oh well. Well, now I'm think. Dex, what, who's your who's your favorite band? That wrote rumors. Why am I forgetting? Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Good God, the the best band of all time. It has Fleetwood Mac. Right. It has all the all these. Uh, I mean, oh, no. yeah. 
We're not having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Keep it rolling. I love Fleetwood Mac, okay. but um, it has all of it has all of these. Uh, I mean, Fortunate Son, all of those, all that normie shit. It's all on Forrest mm-hmm. Gump, and I love it. Uh, my second pick. Hmm. I could pick La La Land, but I I I don't. Please don't. I don't do think that. I am going, going to take a jazz album. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> second, I'm gonna pick. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna pick Twilight. I feel that. Oh. That was on my list. That was on my list. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pick That's Twilight. Good, that that soundtrack. That movie stinks, but that soundtrack fucking oh, slaps. It does slap. Bangs. Decode fucking bangs. Hell yeah. It's really good. Uh, it has that Iron and Wine song that was at every wedding for the last 10 years. It's such great heights. So great. Is that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Postal Service. Well, oh. covered by Iron and Wine. Famously. No, it's... Uh... No, I'm thinking Iron and Wine covered it. But are you talking about, is it... Yeah, yeah. Um, which song is it? Something Flightless Bird. Oh, Flightless Bird, yeah. Yep. Okay. American Mouth. So, Mountain. Twilight. Twilight. Also, the uh, Lincoln Park, when my time comes. Oh, yeah. That's such a good song. <laughs> also, Robert uh, Pattinson singing. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we can yeah. leave that one out. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, Dex, back to you. I can't believe the child let me pull this in the second round. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I was ah, about to pull yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I wanted to stack it. I mentioned that the other day. God damn it. I didn't I, even write it down. I thought that my choice was between a Star Wars Born and Guardian of the Galaxy because you would take the other one yeah. in your turn, but you didn't. So here I am. Blessed. I went with a normie yeah. pick. God damn it. Yeah, you let that one run. You could have probably taken Forrest in the in the second there. I really could have. Uh, anyway, continues. Shit! I mean, yeah, everybody knows that Guardians of the Galaxy has a great soundtrack. Oh, like, that's what yeah, that movie yeah. is known for. Like, I mean, we literally love. both movies have, yeah, both movies. yeah, parts one and two. Ooh, so good. And if you don't, when when he's flying through the air to again Fleetwood Mac <laughs> in the second movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I we had this conversation the other day too. Yeah, Shit. I'm surprised you let that run. I'm in it. Well, um, I didn't even prepare for my own thing that I mentioned we should do. Yeah, I think you're. I think both of your picks for reaches here, but you know that's fine. I think you're gonna run away with it. Anyway, continue, Jake. Uh, I'm stuck between two. I could, you know what? I could, I could pull that later. I'm gonna pull that later. Uh, I'm gonna take 500 days of summer. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Once again, a lot of the Smiths. Why is that? Why is it only the Smiths ever? They must have, <laughs> they must be really cheap to like to. I mean, it's really good music, but it must be really cheap to get their songs into yeah. your movie. Well, I'm like knowing Morrissey because how yeah, <laughs> how anti capitalist <laughs> he is. He's probably like just for free. Take <laughs> my music. I mean, and also, had, now in 2020, we don't want to be associated with him anymore, so... Hall and Oates, Simon and Garfunkel, Wolfmother. Mm. Uh, yeah, like three that um, Timber Trap song. It showed up like, in every commercial for a while after this. It made Hall and Oates popular again. Making my dreams come true. 
it is an okay film, but that soundtrack goes. I uh, disagree. It is a fantastic film. <sighs> Moving on. Caitlin, okay. two picks. So one of these is kind of a joke because my dad dared me because I was in the living room kind of like writing these out. And he was like, if you don't put this, I'm disowning you. So it's just kind of for the meme. But this is Spinal Tap. Um, <laughs> that's great bold to take the second <laughs> purely just I don't have good yeah. um, purely because of like Stonehenge and like yeah. yeah which are I don't think anyone else is gonna even consider that but <laughs> um, America, I've never even heard of that what? you've never heard of this is Spinal Tap? The, ori- the, the original mockumentary? turn it up to 11? I think you would really like it actually you'd love it yeah, that's right Rob, up rally. Yeah, it's a Rob Reiner film. It's a mockumentary about music documentaries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's it, it list. And it is all yeah. original music, so that's kind of and it's just memes. Like the songs are just fucking stupid. Like um, <laughs> I don't want to sing Stonehenge, so I'm not going to do it. But it's Stonehenge is a song about literally just the Stonehenge. Um, we'll have Jake I think what I'm going to I think what I'm gonna do for this part, because it's actual songs, I might insert like a five second clip of like the best song from each soundtrack when we pick it. It's not so if you, you have can... that, yeah, if you have that kind of time, man. <laughs> so here you go, everybody. Here's Stonehenge right now. <laughs> Why do you, why, but it, why not just turn it up to 10 and make 10 the highest? Uh, well, it, goes oh, to, it goes to 11. It goes to 11. It goes to 11. Oh, so goes to 11. Um, my second pick is because I like Sofia Coppola and it's Marie Antoinette, which is the first, Makes sense. yeah. So it's like basically the first historical drama that used modern music, I think, effectively um, to kind of juxtapose like how teen angsty she, like Marie Antoinette is as a figure in the movie. I don't know. But it has- that became a genre. Sorry, yeah, no, we that almost became like a genre. Yeah. And I think Sofia yeah. Coppola genuinely started it with Marie Antoinette, and so it has things like "Plain Song" by The Cure, um, and then it's like juxtaposed with like Opus Twenty Three or Concerto in G with Antonio Vivaldi. So it's like it's really aesthetic, which is why I like it. <laughs> The whole movie is an aesthetic. I love the aesthetic of that film. It's not that good of a film. But I love the vibe. Anyway. That inspired so many Converse girls with tutus at their birthday party. Dude, that was me. <laughs> I wore like a dress to prom one year with Converse because I was like, I'm fucking rad. Of course you did. I'm fucking rad, baby. <laughs> Dude, I need a new pair of Converse. I do too. <laughs> well, uh jake uh almost famous yep that was on my yeah. list i made, mean uh, solely for the fact of tiny dancer made elton john popular again in the 90s oh, after that scene has been ripped off so many times and it's st- like i still get goosebumps it's so good <laughs> Uh, her going, you are home. I'm still like, holy shit! Like it's a terrible line, but every time I'm like, oh, so good. But there's a lot of lines in that movie that are kind of terrible, but like are just sold so. Oh yeah. Well. Like talk about earnestness. We were talking about an earnest movie earlier. Yeah, almost famous is earnest as fuck. <laughs> and honestly, for it to be a movie that is mostly based off true stories, yeah. 
Like it, 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 it helps it. Yeah, that's a, I, that's a great pick, uh, Dex. How do you uh, continue forming your super team? So yeah, this is a little less of a super team pick. This is more of like my Andre Iguodala here. Um, but, uh, <laughs> hey, Finals MVP. <laughs> finals MVP Andre Iguodala. We talked about this in the group chat the other day when we brought this up, but I'm gonna go with Project X. Okay. That yeah. movie. Fucking love that. Sorry, I love that uh, Pursuit of Happiness Steve Aoki remix. It's That's so good, good to this day. Like the movie stakes, like it's just dumb, like parties and shit like it's not supposed to be like classic cinema or whatever but the soundtrack just adds to it perfectly like it's just the perfect marriage between like the vibe of a movie and the vibe of a soundtrack you got so much great shit on there and like great new shit great old shit great popular shit great indie underground shit like it's just it's dope and fun trouble on my mind bitch better have my money tipsy the pursuit of happiness remix heads will roll like Front to back bangers. I still listen to that soundtrack all the time. Never, never forget the guy that produced that movie was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. Never forget. Um, Todd Phillips. Yeah, that fucking okay. Um, so I got two picks. I gotta be smart here because I let one slip through my fingers. It really does. Just pray really. no one takes my last one because I fucked up my order. Uh, I <laughs> I mentioned this I mentioned this in the and it's almost cheating, but um, straight out of Compton. Yeah, sure, sure. I I mean, all of the NWA songs, which not all of them are. I don't love every NWA song, but the ones that matter are all in there, and they're great. Uh, no Vaseline is intense. That's awesome. Uh, I fuck it. I I love that movie and and obviously the soundtrack is incredible um shit i wanted to take perks of being a wallflower because of this but i gotta go with my gut and my gut says school of rock Ooh. nice yeah. that's a good pick yeah. that movie's been on a lot lately like i've watched i haven't watched it in full but i've watched it in chunks like over the last month that is on hbo Oh, is it? Yeah, that's where it is. Ooh, yeah. I love that movie. FX banger right there. That would play all the time. That was but a classic I, in the Hidden Household for sure. School I just found out that the kid that played guitar in that like has been stealing guitars for a while. What? Yeah, he got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but, Big uh, fall from grace. School of Rock is intense. He, uh, classically, um, he had to beg... He, meaning Jack Black, had to beg to get Immigrant Song let into the film. There's a YouTube video, you can find it, where he goes to a House of Blues or something and just begs the remaining members of Led Zeppelin, like, please, God, let us use Immigrant Song. And they did, because for some reason, Led Zeppelin is really terrible about people letting using their music in movies. I don't know. Anyway, but that's a classic YouTube video. You can go and find that. So School of Rock's my final pick. Good. All right. So for my last pick, there's a lot of a lot of like classics still left on the board here because, I mean, there's only oh, 16 yeah. picks in the draft. Yeah. But I got to go with the soundtrack that took over the world when it dropped. And it's still taking over some households with children in them. 
Give me Frozen. I just gotta do uh, it. That's, yeah. Okay. It's nah. It's it's good. I man. mean, like it. Yeah. I know we're all annoyed by it. It's like overplayed and blah blah blah. But like, first time you heard that shit, it was good, man. Like it's it's classic. Like it's just it's just good. Sorority girls for years played Let It Go at parties. And the song itself is oh, the no. the song itself is the command you kind of want to give to them, or just like let it go, stop. <laughs> Let it go. Let it, just let it. Conceal, my friends. Don't feel. <laughs> feel nothing. Become like those businessmen that you see. The business school. <laughs> I take offense to that. Yeah. It's a businessman <laughs> in the business Fuck school. Fuck you. We definitely feel. Whoa. Fuck. Wow. You. Wow. All right. Anyway. Yeah, Frozen. It's slap. You you ended with a whimper though, did I? Just like T. S. Eliot, and guess what? My pick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. <sighs> okay, I have I have an honest pick, and I have a I'm baiting pick, and I'm gonna go with the bait pick because I think that. I think this is honestly a great soundtrack. It's not my favorite, but I think this is a great soundtrack. I'm taking Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to close <laughs> I'll tell you what my real picks are once we're over. I don't want to close. Like, now I'm like, I want to know what yeah. it is. Uh, uh, that, that movie. Talk about it. Talk about it. An, like... Between Breaking, Bad, between Breaking Bad and Mad Men marathons, they just play they just play the director's cut of Armageddon to AMC. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, I know I'm not wrong. That's incredible. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever side note, uh insert this here if you want to, Jake, but side note, um, have you ever heard go on YouTube right now and listen to uh Oh shit, Ben um God damn it. Platt? No. Yeah, like go, go for some Ben Platt. Arm- no, Armageddon. Who's the fucking star? Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck, god damn it. <laughs> had had five drinks. The um <laughs> Go listen to Ben go listen to Ben Affleck's commentary, uh DVD commentary about Armageddon and how Michael Bay directed that film. It is the fucking funniest thing. I have ever heard in my entire life. He's like, why would we take Thriller <laughs> to, the, to the asteroid when we can just teach the astronauts how to drill? He's like, shut the fuck up, Ben. <laughs> it's like, it's, I fucking, go, go on YouTube. You can find it. It's fucking hilarious. I'll tweet it out later. Oh, yeah. I just want to add a side note. You were talking about sorority girls overplaying Let It Go. I literally got a Snapchat from a sorority girl listening to Let It Go right now. Hell yeah. What? Block her. I'm prompted. Block her. Why would I do that? What did I say? She's. Did I lie? You didn't. Hey, yeah. I don't know if you're listening to this podcast, but you deserve to be blocked. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't. Final. <laughs> Final pick, Caitlin. Okay. Take it home. No one took the one that really should have been first for me, but I have them in reverse order. So I really fucked up, but no one took it. So it's okay. Um, uh, oh, brother, where art thou? 
Um, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I fucking... That's a great my, one. That's a great my favorite, one. the two songs I love the most are I'll Fly Away or Didn't Leave Nobody But The Baby. I mean, Lou Harris is fucking great and it's really good. That's it. <laughs> well, only three of us can sign our name. Merton Aloysius will have to sign X. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Constant, a man of constant sorrow is fucking awesome. It is. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, the whole. I feel like all my picks are just kind of aesthetic picks, but like, I mean, that's kind of what this is about, right? Like, yeah, sure. X, have you seen uh, a brother where art thou? I saw it once, like in school. <laughs> I never oh, went back. Well, oh, is it when you though. were reading the Odyssey and they Odyssey. showed it to you and was like the Odyssey? <laughs> Nah, it was when I was in an FFA class and our teacher had to go to an FFA competition <laughs> for a week and they were like, we're going to put on our brother where art thou until Mr. V gets back. Oh, that's so. dumb. You were Future Farmers of America? Sure was. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So they were like, we'll put on some bluegrass. <laughs> like- oh, George, not the livestock. <laughs> the, um, uh, I, speaking of, speaking of uh, pretentiousness, I, I dated an older girl in uh, high school wow. and she was like, I want to say, no, I want to, I want to show you, I want to show you movies that matter. <laughs> that was one of them. Did you also just date Mary Elizabeth? What the fuck? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. There's always, didn't have that, there's, didn't have that haircut, but you see, there's always one in everyone's lives. And like, oh, yeah. I've had to like replicate myself in many men's lives. Cause I am, <laughs> I'm a wannabe manic pixie dream girl, which is what I think Mary Elizabeth is. Mary Elizabeth's haircut came back into style. Nobody wants to talk about I that. I love an uh, under, undercuts, mm-hmm. baby. Mm. Okay. So, um, do we have, uh, honorable mentions real quick? Uh, Every the Disney drive soundtrack. Track. Everything. Yeah, Hercules. Hercules fucking slaps. Tarzan is incredible. Extremely underrated. Cats. Mulan. Mulan. Cats. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. Get get out of here. Get get out of my face. Jellicles can and (laughs) Jellicles. Mr. Bane. I love that song. Same vein because it is. A Disney movie, uh, the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Yeah. The movie is trash. Is it but all Daft Punk? I was gonna say, isn't it all Daft Punk? <laughs> yeah, it's all Daft Punk. My... It's just Daft Punk going hard with Disney money, and they produce gold. I'm shocked no one said like Breakfast Club or something, because uh, yeah. or like Pretty in Pink, yeah. where it's like they just have like the iconic one song. But like under under, I mean, John Hughes basically designed whole films based on soundtracks. Which... It was the yeah. OG on that yes. one. Underrated, um, Warm Bodies mm. also has a really, oh. really, really good soundtrack for, um, I don't it's know. The that, whole that, movie that, of Where Are They Now? Yeah, exactly. Nicholas Holt is on Hulu. That is where he is. But, um, so then I had also, you know, Black Panther got a lot of acclaim as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I like that one. Uh, and then Perks of Being a Wallflower also kind of. Uh, fell to the wayside in, in in this one. Anything else? I had John Tucker must die like yep. <laughs> on there. That's the All American oh. Rejects man. What a time! Just yeah. American Pie so too. Much. Yeah, I had American Pie. American Pie uh, too is awesome. Has like three BBKs. Uh, oh, I had um, one and I lost it. Speaking well, of BBKs, Fast Times. Ooh, I was gonna say Fast Times. Fast Times has a good good soundtrack. 
down 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 I forget which one it is, but one of the Hunger Games has a really good soundtrack. The first, the first one with um, Taylor Swift and which, Iron and Wine put out a really good emotional song. Which one has the Lord song? That's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. She has like, there's a Lord song. Like, I think it's called like Flicker or something like that. There's like a Kanye so West remix. It's fucking amazing. I know we're I know we're leaving off a, a bunch. So if you get to this portion of the podcast two hours and five minutes in, um, obviously there's a lot that we got to cut out. But if you get to this, be sure we're gonna tweet these. Be sure and tweet us uh, ones that we miss. Of course, we're all gonna get the Disney. We know the Lion King. We get it. Um, the Greatest Showman. We know. Uh, I I that okay. Sorry, that fucking slaps. I love that fucking soundtrack. I don't. I do. Okay, but the Panic at the Disco cover of This is the Greatest Show, fucking amazing. (laughs) Built for Panic at the Disco. (laughs) We'll fight off Pod. We'll fight off Pod. Panic at the Disco. Do you just mean Brendan (laughs) Yuri? It's literally just him now. It's fucking weird. Anyway. Yeah, it's great. I mean, um, I don't call the weekend by his government name. This no, but it, used, but it used to be like five other people, and then they all left. All I remember is that the drummer went by the name The Butcher, which is too yeah. aggressive of a name for a guy in Panic at the well, Disco. Well, but like Ryan Ross, like dramatically left in like 2005, and was like, "Fuck all of you." And like Brendan Yuri was like, "We're just gonna keep this boat afloat." Like he's like one of those like violinists when the titanic sank oh the titanic's another good one titanic has a good soundtrack. <laughs> we came back around to it there it is all right so uh be sure to tweet us your picks once we tweet these out so uh you uh you can find us at the one take pod that is the number one take pod on twitter and now instagram hey it's just pretty much the same content but on instagram um jake is so behind on creating content for that yeah exactly so we um blame me yeah no it's fine we will but i mean (laughs) we all we love you sort of create us our content um (laughs) so you can follow us at the one take pod on on twitter and instagram you can find us on apple itunes spotify and Google Podcasts, uh, for those of you, you know, we've we've been asked that several times, but you can find, find us on Google Podcasts. We are there. Uh, be sure to rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, we've gotten way more downloads since uh, Caitlin shared the Spotify link, so that was cool. But uh, <laughs> our, latest, um, our latest review comes from, hey, Caitlin Watley, shout out wah, wah, to... Wah. To my love of my life, Caitlin Watley. Um, she said, the best movie podcast. These guys are the best. Such insight. Much laughs. Uh, love it. So love after, it. What did she pick? Uh, I don't know. It's probably going to be like the Christmas Prince or something like that. Ooh, on Netflix. Oh, awesome. I love a Christmas um, Prince. That movie fucking stinks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's trash. But mm-hmm. oh, It's hot garbage and I've had to watch two of them. Um, the so she'll pick that one after midsummer and then we also have uh one of caitlin's friends not my caitlin the other caitlin the one on this podcast Hi. will uh be picking uh titanic here eventually as well um so we got our lineup here coming up pretty soon uh but next week strap in folks midsummer because we are what are we doing dex 
We're actually going to review you season two, so just oh. you know. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and Southland Tales. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we got Southland Tales. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna. I was looking for a support for. I was oh, hoping no. that you were going to kiss Mary Elizabeth, but you instead went for Emma Watson. <laughs> it was fine. God damn it. Damn it. Yet again. Hashtag Jake, what are we doing? Pew. Hashtag we're supporting Florence do Pugh, and we're not doing crime. Why has oh, good. Don't do crime been added since I've, I, I'm not a good influence. It's okay. Because you support <laughs> crime. Because you just told us you shoplifted because your friends told you you could. <laughs> also, Hashtag bad education here. reference. Yeah, it's a you. You join this podcast too late. You don't get our. You don't get our dumb. Uh, re- wait till Matt comes back on. Then we'll have some references. But um, uh, so we're gonna hashtag worldwide. Oh Jesus Christ! We're gonna hashtag support Florence Pugh mm-hmm. like we've never supported Florence Pugh before mm-hmm. with Midsummer next week. Anything else, guys? All right. Wear a face mask out in public. Wash your hands. Peace.